0: Uh, I am also going to have to come back because uh, I forgot while walking through the kitchen. I forgot to grab the bottle opener.
1: Ah, yes. Beer right a back. Good. Let's start. Let's begin. Uh, two beers. Two beers. Nice. Good stuff. Let's go. If it, well, if you're recording, if it's all yeah, running. Sweet.
0: Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. Welcome to Tanks Hub, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben Oda, and I'm here this
0: week with a Kergy. Hello, sir. No Lucy here with this week, because she's not feeling no, very well. so um, first thing is first, um feel better, Lucy.
1: Definitely. It's a, a shame not to catch up after a, a week mm. off. Uh, A big E3 week off. You know, we've given you the week to digest (laughs) all of the information thrown at you from E3. if you are
0: are more on the beer inclined, we've given you a week off to enjoy the glorious weather. Yes, exactly, exactly. Going Um,
1: outside to podcasts inside the house, not drinking beer.
0: Although I do listen to podcasts outside the house. um, Yes, uh, unfortunately, because we're an audio-only podcast, you can't see the glorious uh topless ben nother this episode <laughs> oh man it's so hot it's so ridiculously hot it's also uh pretty funny because you uh your camera cuts off right above nipple level so it's like um whoa, whoa, whoa keep it pg <laughs> i was gonna say it, it, it's it's like uh like you're um like you're um, a, a cam girl just just tempting people exactly i'm waiting
1: for my five dollars for my tip yeah nice we've got two beers each this week we're going to chat mm-hmm. a little bit about the games we've been playing. And we're going to jump into a little bit of E3 chat. Uh, just our highlights, the things we took away from E3, the things that we liked. Uh, and hopefully when Lucy comes back, we're going to let her jump in and tell mm-hmm. us her highlights. Because she's got a lot of them. Or she at yeah. least she's got a lot of comments about E3. A yeah, typical woman, always got an opinion. I know, I know. It's a shame she's not here. Because I think the best news we've had this week hasn't come from E3 at all it's that IO have decided that they are going to publish their own games and they've managed yeah. to take the Hitman franchise with them away from Square Enix who were essentially looking to can the studio and, and yeah. then just stop making Hitman. So I think that's going to be the best news for Lucy. It didn't even come from E3. 3 had finished or released on the, on the last day. Um, so it may be that Hitman now gets a second season.
0: Yes. Apparently, the contract isn't over. I think I am going to drink a beer. Um, I forgot which one I was going to do first. Ah, yes. I was going to ha- try uh, have the McKellar Running ah. Club. Um, it's a pale ale, product of Belgium, and it is a 4.5%, and uh, that's uh, pretty much all that they have to say, unless you uh, care about driving, in which you shouldn't drink too many of these before doing. Good. Son on a bottle. Um... I'm going to be
1: drinking on de Avon. Some good rhyming there, um, and you know, like McKella, they don't put much on their bottles. No flavor text, the address, but, but really nice um,
0: artwork usually.
1: Yeah, it is really nice artwork. I know with the um, other lost and grounded bottles, you can put them all together to make uh, one image. Um, this one I don't think goes with it. They've done a lot of um, sort of a lot of foliage with a small suspension bridge in the. Um, in the background,
0: presumably the the one from El Clifton. Oh no, a small suspension. no, a small small almost rope suspension bridge. But I was going to say like
1: like a jungle bridge, possibly to, um, to signify yeah the suspension bridge over the River Raven. Yeah, how's that beer, man? How's it looking?
0: Uh, it's it's quite pale, a little murky, wow. but like really light colored. Yeah, um, got nice uh, citrus and uh, fruity aroma right off the top a um, little bit of the sort of ness you get off of a stronger beer, I'm surprised actually on the nose alcoholic taste, given it's mm. only four and a half percent. Yeah. Um
1: give it a slurp. I don't remember much from my um my box about the running club. I think it was a beer I kind of threw in the fridge and, and had sort of towards the end of the night after I'd had a couple of their IPAs.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a pale ale. It definitely I, I don't think you would notice a lot if you've had a couple of mm. IPAs. Pale and not the Indian kind. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite nice. It's um maybe it's my poor but I got a lot a of lot effervescent, a lot yeah. of bubbles hit me. Um uh, huh. oh yeah, everyone everyone loves drinking on on podcasts, especially the um tongue lashings of like trying to get get the yeah. right uh, taste behind you. Lovely. This is just for you, lovely. Um, it's uh it's not super wet, but it, it well, actually it's not super dry is what I meant to say. It, but it, it's just um just dry enough to sort of say. I can have some more that makes sense. Like the mouthfeel is drying mm, but not mm. a lot. You get very light bitterness on, on the um on the aftertaste. Uh, not a whole lot else yeah, to say. So it tastes like a good solid good. pale ale. Good. Uh,
1: this this Saison tastes as you would expect it, like Saison. It's got that sort of nice spiced kind of note to it. It's a little floral. But mm. it's I'm not picking out any extra flavours other than just sort of the, the, the Saison sort of style. Really, uh, I'm not sure Lost and Ground have made a saison before. At least I don't think I've had one from them <laughs> in, in a bottle. So, no. you know, if this is their first, they've they've nailed saison. A little bit of citrus. Um,
0: no, it's a saison. So, I, I did you say how? Um, I meant about what the ABV uh, is. I don't think I did. I don't think I even looked. you are on uh, seven, the right? The ABV is six point five percent. Oh, so it's actually quite. Low for it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's um,
1: it's a little murky. It's quite translucent, though. That murkiness yeah. comes sort of more in the centre of the glass. It, it's very carbonated, but it's got absolutely no head on it at all. Mm. Yeah, I see that. But it's nice. It's very easy to drink. Very easy. Oh, good. Let's jump into what we've been playing. We haven't done what we've been playing for a couple of weeks because we've concentrated on our sort of predictions and our wants of, yeah, of, uh, of what E3 would give us. Um, but, of course, that's given us the last three weeks to play some games. Maybe. Maybe.
0: What have you played, man? Yeah, <laughs> um, So, unfortunately, the last three weeks have been um, some really bad eye allergy weeks for me, so screen time has um, not been the best. Yeah. However, having said that... Um, Turns out, uh, an old passion of mine—card uh, games, collectible mm-hmm. card games of the digital variety—has um, have come back with a bit of a vengeance because you can look away easily and not lose sequential. So you can, um, yeah, you can just look away and, and not not die because there's a bunch of enemies yeah. coming at you. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Duelist, uh, which I don't know if I've talked a lot about in the past, but I think it's by far my favorite uh, of these collectible card games. Um, but I think that's also because it's it's uh, it's a um, SRPG sort of t- tactical one. So you you have your general is basically a twenty five health two strength unit, which can move up to two squares, um, and you uh, and then your cards are either spells, artifacts, or creatures, and you can only cast creatures. It- Unless, other, unless they have another ability um, next to, so within the, di- uh, the, yeah, in the radius of the, um, the general, yeah. In the radius of of, of another, not just not general, but another unit. Of, um, so um, it, it's interesting because there's, there's, um, usually you have to be touching another uh, thing to attack it, but provoke, so you have to hit it first. Mm. There's also ranged units. So if you play a ranged deck, you sort of have to figure out how to get your ranged units away. Yes. Yeah. They tend to have low health. Um so it's sort of a dynamic or you know building a wall of, of sorts so, so that they can't easily get at your sort of hardcore rangers. Um and uh, yeah I could say a lot about it um but uh I think overall I, I just find it it's a lot of fun. Um it's challenging. They've got they came out a couple of years ago and they were going to they were sort of right around when Hearthstone was out and they yeah. were like we want to be the actual card game. And unfortunately Hearthstone had the message, yeah. et cetera but it, I, I don't find Hearthstone mm-hmm. nearly as strategic, um, and this has got a lot of strategies. I suppose um, they because, out, of the,
1: because of the board element, yeah. it. it's, it's a lot more about where you place enemies. So uh, I suppose it's comparable board-wise to something like the Banner Saga, um, in which you, you have a grid, and you know your, your units can move around yeah. on that grid, unlike Hearthstone or Gwent, where your card sits within your area, um, it's basically,
0: you're, yeah, you're, yes, yeah,
1: rather than like, say, a battlefield, which, which duelist presents. I think it's a really interesting way to to approach it. Um, you, you have a few other games which kind of try to mix up the whole deck building um, element, something like Hand of Fate, which was completely different. I haven't but, actually played, mm, it, I mean, um,
0: I, I keep meaning, yeah, to, but it's um, kind of like a deck building dungeon crawler almost now when you say deck building um do you mean this is my card game uh nerd in me but when you say deck building do you mean uh a game in which you can customize your deck and play with that against an opponent yeah because because deck building games are ones where you start basically at scratch and throughout the gameplay of a round you build your deck around it uh a really fun uh game i've only played in in physical form is um it's name Edit this up. Um, one of the examples is uh, you have a Star Realms, which is a really popular um, space-based game that also has okay element. Uh, and, and it's uh, so you basically you start with ten cards, I think, like eight money cards with worth one uh, cards. That might be fine. And you draw five cards, you play, and there's basically a, a row in front of you of five possible cards you can buy at various prices. Uh, and they will be of different factions and then and some of them will have abilities where if you've played one of that faction it'll kick in a, another ability to like draw a card or get mm. an extra 3 attack or heal for 4 um so you sort of are trying to you when you sort and, and and some of them will have just raw attack or more buying power so you're trying to build your deck knowing that sort of once you buy a card it, you basically discard all the cards in your hand that are left over in deck building game into your discard pile and then draw a new yeah. five so your first two rounds are Pretty predictable, but then it's shuffled, right? As soon as you run out of cards, so now all the cards you bought are part of your deck, and so you're trying to design your deck around um, uh, the future, okay. basically. And so you, and then there, are, there are in Star Realms, there's like missile bots, which are um, from one faction. But when you play them, you have the option of trashing a card from your uh, hand or discard pile, like those cheap. Uh, So in the beginning, you want those $1 cards because they give you buying power, but soon you'll have Mm. more buying power from other cards, and they're in the way. Or you might have gone for sort of one faction and then realized that because of what's popped up in the row of the buying row, as soon as you buy a card, another card replaces it, right? Sure, sure. Um, So you might end up not going for that faction, so you end up uh, basically um, needing to get rid of it, and only certain cards will let you get rid of things in your deck, and that Obviously, if you thin out the the crap, then your deck is going to be more powerful because you're getting the right cards more often. It's all such. Um, like, I think the thing is with card games, is best, You
1: know, I suppose with a lot with a lot of games, they're so much more interesting when you sort of watching someone uh, actually play around than listening to us sort of talk about the the mechanics of them. It's, it's almost the same with Gwent, isn't it? You can sort of sit here and say, well, you know, you put your your, your melee attack go in that row and your ranged attack go in this row and you put a card down and they may do a few damage to another card on one of the rows of the opponents and stuff but actually when you see sort of high level players going for it and they're playing really swift rounds and putting stuff down and trying to counter each other and stuff it's actually quite interesting to watch sort of how these how players actually play something like this um and i've been playing quite a lot
0: of gwent because it's yeah, and I, if, yeah. if it had a Mac client, I would um, play more. But the reason I don't play it is because I shouldn't be playing games; I should be working. But I can start <laughs> up Duelist. Also, Duelist is smart. So once you get into it, um, there's a free daily card, uh, and um, and then there's yes. a quest, two quests. Uh, the first one will be play four online matches of, of this faction. So they're basically like yeah. four or five five generals. So each, your generals have their or five factions, and there's each general has their own ability. And then, as you hit, once you hit level ten, you unlock okay, the cool, second yeah. general of that faction. So, like Magmar is like the, the the nature one. So, like a lot of the a lot of your Magmar um, uh, mobs will have minions. They're called. Um, will have like grow as their grow plus three plus three. So, at the start of your turn, anything with grow just gets the, their plus three plus three attribute. So, like you're trying to play it out of range of being killed in that first turn. But close enough to the enemy, such that in a couple turns, yeah. you've got this yeah, like, so nine, nine nice, or who, yeah, even if yeah. you would kill their five, four, it's yeah. Where was I going with that? I don't know. Card games. Anyway, oh, Dominion's the game I was thinking of, which is I think the first proper uh, card game, deck building game, where you start with money, buy cards, the same pool. sort of mm. pool of potential characters to buy, and they all, um, and you're trying to basically get the most land points. But land point cards come in six threes and ones. And, um, you, you, you win if you have the most land points at the end of the game. So if you buy too many in the beginning, like the ones and stuff, they're just taking Mm -hmm. up space. So those sixes are super valuable and they usually run out first. And once you run out of two piles of cards, so there's the lands and then there's, you know, spend money to get a better money card and then a bunch of guys who like do crazy things. Um, but yeah, and it, so, so you're trying to like balance buying power with end game points with utility yes. cards so there's sort of a, a different like throughout the game your your, mm-hmm. own, your goals shift and so you might seem like someone's winning and they just don't by a lot it turns out it's it's really cool um I actually gave it to your neighbors for christmas uh and slash letting <laughs> me live in their house for four months when i i came back that summer nice. that semester Anyway, it also has an online game, which I had a copy of, and then it went out out of business, but the developers or the the Dominion people gave everyone who had that um, access to the new version that's coming out or came out, Okay, but I've never played it. Um, But yeah, so uh, as far as card games, I think Duelist is my favorite because it scratches the CCD Mm -hmm. and the SRPG itch. Um, I find um, Gwent... uh, One, I'm just not used to... Its style of play. So I've played a lot of card games, and it's just like, oh, it, I just couldn't quite get my head around the right strategy. So even like the like AI campaign, I was having trouble with. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this isn't it's, good. It's,
1: it's definitely a different mindset um, because you're uh, essentially trying to build up points on a board rather than reduce points from the other team. Although that is part. Yeah, of, you know that is part. But you can have a very aggressive deck in which you place sort of lower point cards but they do damage to the other cards and take them off the board so you know yeah. so you can you can reduce your your enemy down to a really low score whilst building up very slowly or you have big cards which um you know which have really big points which are you know open to a lot more attack and have to have sort of like good defense and things.
0: remind me how the rounds work because I, I remember that in gwent i've played it in months that there was more than one round and there were some strategy and how you played the first round? Versus yeah, the very second much. Round or, it's the, you know, the best like... of
1: three. And yeah. once you've used the card, once you've played it onto your, your board, it then goes into your graveyard. Um, but there are cards that can revive, bring cards back from the graveyard. So you, you right. do have a lot of um, plays where you might uh, uh, put a card in knowing that you can bring it back by playing one of those cards right. sort of later on. So you can play a big card, and if it gets destroyed by um, Scorch, is the name of a card which will kill the the best card on the on the board on either side. Then well, you've hard. got the ability to be able to bring them back. And you know, there's lots of ways of of doubling cards' scores through, um, you know, through different cards or through leader abilities and, and and things like that. But unlike a lot of games like Hearthstone, you have to build up action points to be able to play a certain amount of cards or certain certain right. score of cards together. Gwent is just you play one card, and then it goes to the other side. And they play one card, and, and it they comes play back one card. and you play one card. So it's it's it's, it's that turn based kind of game. I know you were saying with Duelist that it's nice that you can sort of have it on and it's kind of it ticks over. Whereas Gwent is, I think each each time you play a card, you only get thirty seconds. It might be a little bit longer than that. Oh, so I played a game the other day where I played a card, and the guy timed out. Uh, so I played mm. uh, another card, thinking, oh, he's obviously mm-hmm. just, he he, you know, up. he's either indecisive, he's missed, he's just disappeared after that round. And then um, the second card, mm. the timer shortened, so, mm-hmm. uh, and it subsequently shortened right down to, I think, like, the, the fourth card he, he hadn't played. Got down to 10 seconds, Right at which point I passed. Right, and it essentially passed for him, and it just awarded me the round. I assume either his connection timed out, or he just wasn't—you know—it started the game, but wasn't at the sort of uh, the, yeah. the computer to be able to to play exactly. Yeah, tabbed exactly. away or something. Um, yeah. So
0: there's um, so duelist has the same sort of mechanic, mm. um, which I like because because you could have a bunch of things on the board, so it might actually take you a long time to like play. Yeah. All your moves. It doesn't matter. You have. I don't remember how much time it is, but there's a timer that goes. And if you time out um, one, then the next round, you the timer is like ten seconds immediately. And if you not but as soon as you do a thing, it yes. stops yeah. and goes back to the regular timer. But if you time out a third time, you just. Mm-hmm. I think it allows. You know, Gwent allows the the person who think- is
1: participating to sort of dictate. Um, what's happening. Because there are other cards, you know, you, you've got like a decoy card and you can pull cards back into your hand off of the board. So if you've already played a really powerful card right. and you know that the other person is very indecisive or doesn't know sort of what they're doing or, or you know, plays, uh, say, like a weather effect to nullify your card, you can you can pull your card back into your hand. So I think it puts the impetus right. on the person who's
0: playing because that seems the fairer way to do it, I suppose. Um, yeah, and so one last thing about Duelist, which I, which I will say is that um, uh, it so it's a mana based mm. game. So when you start, there are three tiles which are um, extra mana spring tiles, which will give you an, if once a unit of yours gets on it, it gets oh, you a mana yeah, for that yeah, turn. I that, yeah. But every subsequent turn, you you just gain a mana. So you start out. First person starts out with two, and no and you aren't in range of any of them. If you go too straight forward then you're a diagonals then that's it so if you so then the second guy can come and he'll be right in front of the one of the mana tiles and he can use it um but the idea is if you as long as you can have cheap characters mm. the first player one will be should be able to get both the second ones yeah yeah unless they've been prevented somehow but you start out with two and the other person starts out with three and they will immediately get to a mana tile. so if they have two, two, char- two a mana two cost characters, they can just get those out right away. While you're like, I got one on my first round, so you're kind of building your
1: advantage of that, isn't it, or or not knowing that you don't need to take advantage of that. Well, so it's it, it
0: you you can't quite take advantage of it really because it, it's the coin toss. Right.
1: Oh, it's, but yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Um, but you can like I have a, a, a walls deck where I can summon walls. Two or three walls, mm. and there's a the first of the Abyssinian, which is like the the evil dark people. Um, they've got wraithlings. Is is her, like her Bloodborne um, ability is um she she summons two random wraithlings, two wraithlings to two random spots around her. But the, in that deck, you will always see someone with the play play three wraithlings, yeah. and they're a one one creature. It's a swarm mm. sort of thing. But if you play the if you play three creatures and you're the second player. You can walk all the way up, play the first one on your mana tile, second one diagonal to, it, and then the third one right below, and you've gotten right, two yeah, the three yeah. mana tiles. And so now you've spent, I think it's three mana, and you've got two. Nice. Back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: good. Good for strategy. Okay. Um, how are you doing on your beer? Pretty good. Nursing nursing you? the beer. I've I've absolutely smashed through that, um,
0: that <laughs> saison.
1: It's very nice. You know, I I do enjoy a good saison. Um, And it sort of it shows the style very well. There's nothing flash going on with it. It's just a very good, uh, very good saison. I would hope that saison de Avon means that they have picked very local ingredients to go Mm. in it. But who knows? Maybe we'll ask them and come back. I'm gonna don't don't rush a beer. I'm gonna open this one and I'm gonna talk about danger zone. He was there. (laughs) 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 Not the Kenny Loggins song. Not the constant references to the Kenny Loggins song on Archer. No, of the course The game, not. Danger Zone, uh, by Three Fields Entertainment. We'll come to it, we'll come to it. I'm opening a beer, I'm opening a beer. Um, I am going to be drinking the Electric Bear Brewing Company, down in Bath. A beer called Above the Clouds. It's an IPA, 6.2%. They do have a bit of flavour text. A psychedelic mm-hmm. and heady blend of American hops results in aromas of drippy sweet tangerines, Gentle dank and pineapple, a restrained bitterness paired with a soft as a cloud mouthfeel make this beer drink easier than mango juice. What's a gentle dank? Do you think they they do you think they agree? Um, it's
0: like a mellow high. Oh, Ooh. that's a
1: strong nose. Definitely that orange or the the, the tangerine, I should say. You do get hmm, same, same yeah I know it. It, it says pineapple, but it is that kind of like tropical fruit goodness. You get right. from a lot of beers. I mean, uh, almost the same as the um,
0: the saison. Almost oh, zero yeah, it's head. Good. A little darker though, or maybe mm, it's just slightly murkier. murkier.
1: A little darker, more more orange. Um, but that's a nice yeah. flavour. You definitely get that that pineapple right at the end, which kind of dries it right out. Oh, that's so right. Mmm, mm. and that kind of quite. That's very nice. Mm, let me let me just have another sip. Sounds good. Mm. It kind of goes between a couple of different flavours. So you do get that kind of like bitter, yet sweet kind of like tangerine flavour, and It does dry out into a more sort of pineapple. And it's actually very, I mean, right at the end, it's really dry. If you take a big swig of it, it disappears really quickly. Mm. You, you kind of get what they mean by the, the, the dankness. Although that doesn't come through yeah. a huge amount. It's kind of, um, you know, sort of underneath that kind of tropical flavour. and kind of comes up a little bit more at the... Uh, a little bit more with the pineapple, perhaps, which is what's sort of drying it out, maybe. But the nose right. gives you so much that you kind of you, you get in the flavour, but it, it builds through it. You don't get all of the nose in in that first initial taste. You get it build in the full right, the mid and the and the finish as well. That's nice. That's very well made. Excellent. Mm, mm. Here, good. Right. I'm I'm going to drink this again. I really like this. This is
0: very good. <laughs> that that is that is. A great um, sales pitch. Is, in is. and of itself. Even if it, we didn't have your don't, wonderful words. Don't talk words. about games. Just sit here
1: and, in silence, just enjoy this beer. No. I will talk about games. I will talk about Danger Zone. Um, yes, as I said... Do you want to tell us about the developers' previous so stuff? To give a nice backstory? The, the backstory. backstory uh, Three Fields Entertainment. A few of them, well, maybe all of them, um, had worked for Criterion on the Burnout games. And... Oh, no, so, so not just remastering DVD. <laughs> no, no. Um, and they made a game called Dangerous Golf, which was last year, I think. Um, I think so, yeah. Which kind of took the which... crash mechanics from Burnout. So Burnout is a driving game, a very arcade racer, but you have the added element in which if you crash, you go into sort of a slow-mode slow mo mode and you can sort of control the spin and placement of the car and how it sort of bounces yeah. around on the road um i mean it featured in uh, burnout paradise absolutely love burnout paradise it's one of my favorite driving games it's great um, so i know dangerous golf didn't get a great reception they people didn't think that that kind of mechanic Went across very well to essentially what was knocking oh. a, a golf ball around a room full of stuff and trying to crash it into as much stuff and cause as
0: possible while still trying to get it towards. Whilst, the yes, hole, exactly. While
1: still trying to get it towards the hole, and I, I, I'm guessing that uh, I haven't played the game, but I assume that you tally up your points through all of this destruction and getting it in the hole just uh, gives you more points. So danger right. zone takes it back to a car. And you drive on a course and essentially have to rack up points by crashing as many other cars as physically possible. Right. But I'm enjoying it, but it's not quite the crash mode game that I thought it would be. It's much more of a puzzle game. Oh, like, like, crash in the right way to get to the... To try and get the maximum... Rube Goldberg exactly, kind of thing? Exactly. ...course, which you can collect, and a, a bronze coin gives you like a thousand, a silver oh. coin gives you 5,000, and a gold will give you more. And the gold only appears if you've collected all of the other coins. So you, right. you basically drive down this course, and you'll come across an intersection of traffic. And you can either try and make your way through it to keep driving... Mm-hmm. Or you can crash into it and then use the, the dual analog sticks to spin your car so it and, and move your car so it bounces across the road to then hit into the right. next intersection to crash as many cars as possible. And you, you rack up points per car that you've crashed, whether you've hit them, whether they've hit other cars. Um, you've also got a mechanic where you can cause a small explosion and it will bounce your car into the air. Uh, you get that through hitting a certain number of cars, or picking up more tokens along the course. So uh, ah.
0: one course... So are the tokens, like, you spend them mid-crash to, like, do more not things? The, not, the, uh, do they...
1: not the coins that you collect, but the the explosion tokens that you collect. You, yeah, oh, there's, you, there's mean, you another hit a circle, and you, you hit a button, and it, it bounces you into the air, and essentially you can then maneuver yourself through the air, Right. Crash into a few more things or jump off the edge of a road down onto another road to cause even more carnage into a new stream of traffic sort of thing. Uh, And the the one course that sticks in my mind is completely uphill and you drive and you hit the bottom of this this course and there's cars going up, coming down and you, you kind of make your way to the first bronze coin and there's an explosion token. Right. So you you get that explosion token. You hit a few cars. You rack up your explosions. You then bounce almost across the course to that coin. You then bounce over to the next bronze coin. You bounce mm. up to the silver. You bounce up to the next silver, and eventually towards the top, towards the gold, to, to rack up as many points from getting all of the coins as possible. You get points for the coins. You get points for collecting all of the coins. Right. Um, but you know, essentially, using this this explosion, this bounce mechanic. Which kind of puts it, you know, for me, much more in that puzzle genre than it does in any kind of driving sim, yeah. crash simulator
0: um, type thing. Now, do you, do you think this is because it's hard to say there's a whole game around just smashing a car into oh, a completely. wall? Oh, completely.
1: I mean, if it was just drive, whether that's a... You know, the, the, the game essentially aesthetically stars itself on being almost like a virtual reality. You see the road, like, form... As a little fly-through before you start the, the oh, game. Yeah. You see the fly-through, the road forms, the cars start moving across it. So it's kind of like it's a test simulator you know, aesthetic. That's super it's, interesting. Sorry. Because it, it... Uh, it's, it's not, it's no, go not on. a city. I'll, I'll add my thought you know, it's not like the Burnout Games where you're driving right. around a city to then crash into cars on an intersection. And I think, as, as, as you pointed out, if it was just that, you drove down a stretch of road, you hit an intersection, you crashed into a truck... And then three cars piled up behind you, and that was it. It's, that's kind of you well, know a
0: little bit sort of uh, anticlimactic, I suppose. I'm going to say three things to mm. that point. Uh, well, I'm going to say two things to that point, and one thing I was going to say. Um, uh, one, have, did you ever play the PSN game Pain? No, but I know of it. Where you up the the, where the humans the dude and yes. ragdoll, and you just try and rack up ruining this, this mm. ragdoll, and it's tons of fun. I mean, the gameplay and it's puzzle. I'd say it's puzzly too because, um, you know, you're trying to get the most points, and the level has certain design elements. But um, from what I guess, because you only have to launch the guy once,
1: your planning is about
0: relaunching him from yeah, yeah. zero again and again, and trying to do different things with the environment. Versus, a sort of, I think that worked really well in Pain. But it sounds like because you're because the driving is just sort of. Sitting in for those planning reset moments, and, mm. and you're losing the fun of exactly. driving. Exactly. It sounds like, yeah. And so it seems like it doesn't translate well with driving. First of all, launching a ragdoll man, but like I like to drive cars. Well, and I, I, I think was want
1: to drivers that's, that's part of the the fun that Burnout gave you was that the crash mode was very secondary to the race, and you know yeah. you you driving your car around a city, and suddenly for it to Clip another car and go into sort of crash mode was exciting. It's the same as Skate when you're, you're something yeah. and suddenly you go into that kind of ragdoll mode and you go into that X-ray breaker kind of like scenes and stuff like that. It's oh man, it's fun, but it's secondary to the game.
0: But you could so what I liked about Skate Three was that you could just sort of drop things into the world and you could just it was open yes, world. Yeah. So like you could just make your own insanity. Mm um and if you want including different ways to bust your dude yes. up if yeah you so chose but there was a th- that was like available but not the only mm-hmm. thing which i think you struggle if it was the only thing you'd struggle yeah. with it right like pain worked because it was a very simple mechanic of launching a guy and it was a cheap psn game and i think I got it for free at some point um but for a full-fledged game that's not um not enough even if that's all you want to do, but, yeah, I mean, uh, right? Because you can't justify it.
1: Danger Zone is uh, a PSN game. You know, it's it's eight ninety nine. It, it, it's ah, okay. I suppose I mean, you go through tiers. There's three tiers of levels. For yes. I think maybe there's twelve courses, ten courses, maybe. I, I didn't count, but I've got. You know,
0: I, I ten course meal eight... on a three tier cake. <laughs>
1: I got, um, I
0: got. I got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Had
1: a, I've had a good couple of evenings um, out of it so far, and I've not finished it, but it, it, it's but kind of. I mean, you know, that's that's. It sounds like
0: you're struggling
1: to to want to recommend it. Well, I am struggling to recommend it, but I mean,
0: if you've got nothing else to play, and you've got eight, and you've got eight, nine, nine. Yeah, there's no in the world we have we live in. There's no such thing as you've got yeah, nothing else. Yeah, to play. If, if you're looking for,
1: if you're looking um, for a puzzle game which is a little bit different and you enjoy mm. you enjoy puzzle games then yes this is definitely a game to pick up but if you're looking for if you're looking for burnout and you're looking for a crash simulator for a burnout game or for a racing game then it just right. doesn't quite hit that it, it just doesn't quite give you enough you don't have the thrill of racing at, at high that speed it doesn't sound like you have the experience yeah, exactly of you don't you don't have that thrill Probably. of driving at really high speed to then fuck up and kind of... Right. You fuck up because you've hit something, but then you go into this nice fun mode, which you kind of go, oh, I fucked up, but, you know, great. Yeah. I get to explode a load of stuff and I can restart yeah. sort of thing. Uh, you know, you, you don't have that. It kind of just... In in and of itself, it's it's just maybe not
0: quite enough for people looking for that. So the my third thing, which was my first thing, score, was... It's interesting how you said that the uh, levels start in a sort of a like generating mm. the environment sort of virtual reality thing because uh, Three Fields have released Lethal VR, which is a PSVR and I think Steam yeah. game, um, which is basically a bunch of FBI training um, okay. exercises. Like, pretty rudimentary, but it's only a couple bucks. It's clearly like they're, but they, they get away with like. Not having huge graphical fidelity because it's just training yeah, dummies, yeah. et cetera, and you're still having to do like, you know, some cool things. But it does the the two, your revelation and that together suggests that they might be considering some sort of amalgamation VR thing because like um, Lethal VR felt very much like a well sorry Dangerous Golf felt very much like a we're wanting to yep. play with our physics engine and, and market mm-hmm. it with a cheap game. And that seems to be what happened and maybe didn't get as much play as they wanted. And Danger, Danger Zone seems like, okay, let's go back to Driving Mechanic with our engine and, like, how much play can we get? And Lethal VR felt very much like a, what can we do in VR space? And it, it just, the, it seems like they're very much a com, commercially-minded small development. They game, are very, right? so yeah, yeah. We need, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean by that I mean, we can't just sit on our laurels trying to design the best game ever because... We need to operate. So, what if we have these, you know, these um, stepping stones that are commercially viable, just not, you know, not really mm-hmm. expensive, but will let us develop the bits and bobs we need, and also give us experience and hear, hear feedback live, right, uh, from from the customers yeah. while building towards something. And that seems like a danger zone, lethal VR sort of style game where you have slow mo and you have. Driving and you know stuff VR mechanics sounds really intriguing and not, uh, it makes me kind of curious what's next. Also because they're pretty tight lipped about. Like I think they announced Danger Zone not long before yes. it came out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, was it the last episode where we talked about it, where I'd heard
1: about the game yeah. and actually it had just been released like that week, hadn't it?
0: They, they, I looked into it since last week. They announced it in April and they released mm, it in nice, May. Nice,
1: good a good time yeah, so it was like a, oh we've yeah, got this yeah. done that's yeah fun. like
0: like it's done we're ready to say it but that also suggests that they're clearly on a timeline they clearly have yeah. a plan to, to be i don't think it's a and uh i guess we're gonna release this yeah, now and it may
1: be that um you know their first couple of years they've gone well we want to release three games you know dangerous golf is the, the first danger zone brings us up to using the physics but it evolves it a little bit more and then maybe the third game yeah. which you know comes out whenever it comes yeah. out is the
0: next stage for that and they're just building on on what they've done so yeah cool which which i thought was a really you don't often see that but it does from what we know how, uh, it seems like that might actually be what they're doing and i thought that's, that's yeah worth definitely noting. have you jumped onto your second beer yet i haven't jumped onto it but i am ready no, I to drink it i have got it's the non McKellar from the um Fifty Two box mm. Beer for two bucks. It's uh, it's the Sjelfred. The uh, Sjelfred. Sjelfred. Um, I'm not going to read the flavor text because it's not in the language. It, uh, it's in Norwegian. Uh, is it kin? Yes, kin. Mm. Uh, okay, brewery. I don't know. Double G. Yep. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm assuming yes, it's brewery, Danish. Though. Yes. No. Uh, North. Ah, non- North. By <laughs> their address. What? Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah, I know. But Norse sounds so much better, <laughs> and you you mentioned that um, SRPG game that I just forgot again. No, oh, Bana Saga.
1: Yes, very, very, yeah, yeah,
0: good, very, very nice. Norse, nice. and it is a beer, zero liters, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, four point five percent, and that's and it has and it has gluten. That's basically nice. all I. I, can I seem to remember liking this one,
1: although again, I think it was uh, another beer drunk sort of quite late at night after a, a day of drinking. I think that happened a lot with my McKellar box. I'd, I'd... It's hard when you get that many beers yeah, at once. yeah. I'd, I'd have a, an afternoon you... in the pub, or I'd go out for a couple of beers of an evening, and then come home and go, mm, I want something else. I'll just grab this one.
0: It looks like a root beer or a cola. Yeah, very dark. It's got just a, like a half finger of head. Ooh, multi, 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 multi. Um Yeah, it literally is cola colored. Um, the only reason I said root beer was because of the head, but otherwise I would have said it's a cola. Super multi nose. Um, surprised it's only four point five percent. Maybe my nose is off because I said that literal sentence on the last one. Yeah, well, you it was a alcoholic and it's only four point five percent. Ooh, that's some nice roasted barley notes. Leaves leaves you drier than I would think. Yeah. actually. actually. Um, yeah, I mean it's a little wet still, but it definitely is like, ah, I need more in my in my mm-hmm. mouth right away. Um, you're getting a little bit of. Mostly the roasted, maybe a little bit of coffee. Yeah, like that. That roasted um, sort of uh, mm-hmm. sense
1: comes comes through quite a lot and sort of dominated, I thought, mm-hmm. but um, there
0: is that uh, underlying sweetness mm-hmm. which 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 helps as well. It's not too sweet, but it just sort of tempers that roastedness just just enough. But it's quite tasty. Nice. I, I don't, and that dryness is going to make me pound yeah, through it definitely, definitely. Good. Yeah. We've we've rambled
1: on about deck building or. Yeah, the thing that we had no yeah, idea that exactly, we were going to talk exactly. about. We've, we've rambled on yeah. about about games, so uh, I think we'll we'll just do a, a highlight each from this year's E3, and then um, when Lucy's loses with, we'll with us, us yeah, we'll go into. She's uh, keen. She's keen to talk about it. Um, I'm going to let you go first, man. Pick pick one one, and it's very difficult. Ooh. It's been a very odd E3. Um, I mean, for me, no one's really kind of blown me out of the water. Yeah. But, but pick sort of one highlight, I suppose.
0: Um, so I will say before we go on that, my favorite piece of news uh, on E3 was attendance at E3 was up sixty percent, and they opened it to the public, you dumbass <laughs> motherfuckers. That is not news. That's not no. Now, if you told me what the like the difference between press and um regular people were, that might mean. But like I don't even know if that's like oh it turns out that like a lot of press didn't even show up and there's a whole lot of regular people or a lot of press also like it's just yeah, not it means meaningless yeah completely Um I'm going to say
1: and Oh okay Um at BioWare's new new game isn't it That's the Iron Man Yeah game. yeah uh, essentially you seem yep. like you're in a mech suit it's kind of a a cross between evolve and Titanfall almost
0: ish, yeah. So you, so what struck me was that they said um, there be you have to choose from a library mm. of suit, and then it was it. it actually reminded me more of like um, Destiny, but open world and more exploration-y, yeah. Which uh, I said a lot more words about um, on over on the Digital Misfits on their um, Microsoft E 3 oh, Yes th- podcast nice. and stream. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I. If I could explore a world in a in a cool Iron Man suit with some friends and then kill random cool looking beasts, that's awesome. What really got me when I was watching the trailer was when like the guy you're at your base, and the guy just jumps off of the mm. base and it turns out it's mm. high in the sky, hits his jump jets and is flying around and you're like, "Oh, that's really pretty." And then he he just goes straight into yeah. the sea and his jump jets are now apparently boost boosters propulsion water things. jets. I guess that works. Yeah. Um, and, and is continuing to explore, and it just gave me the sense of scale of e- and, like, the idea of mm. exploration. And, you know, me, I just, like, surround. And so the idea of being able to, like, grab a buddy and just, like, hey, let's go look around for here. If that's what it turns out to be, I'd be super pumped. And then, um, but yeah, so so that probably, it also looked, you know, ridiculous.
1: It different. did. You've got to imagine with Bioware that a lot has gone into the writing as well, that it's going to have... Uh, uh... A good story, which would be very interesting considering it's a multiplayer game.
0: Yeah, and I mean, how do you do a multiplayer choice? Yes, yes.
1: And you kind of of feel sorry a little bit for Mass Effect Andromeda, don't you? That maybe Anthem had all of their attention.
0: But yeah, I guess what really uh, struck me was the fact that it's Mm. Bioware. So the things that they showed were the things that... um, Things they didn't show were the things that I, know, I trust BioWare with, which, like yep. you said, narrative, yep. world, and character building. So it's like, okay, it's got graphics. Gameplay looked interesting because um, you saw some, some bits of the HUD and like some clearly like timed or yeah, one-off yeah. weapons uh, in the HUD at the very end. And So it's like, okay, so the gameplay looks like there's some depth there, and it's BioWare. Nice, cool. nice.
1: Good choice, man. I think it's um, it was at least shown on the Microsoft stage, wasn't it? Is it Xbox and PC? Is it coming to PS4? I I, I would imagine. So. I don't it's, remember. I don't remember unless it's one of these Microsoft Xbox exclusives.
0: Exclusive? Oh, uh, well, it's probably EA. So you'd, you'd
1: imagine that it is, but the EA have done. You know, they have done Microsoft exclusives before. The first Mass Effect uh, timed ones was uh, was an Xbox exclusive. Um, will ask you a question where there's not that much I'm, information I'm, yeah. readily available. Is there?
0: No, but that's okay. What should be readily available is where it's coming. Yes, out. I'll let
1: you. I'll let you look. It's. Uh, I mean, it's. A, it's a very interesting choice. It looked very good. Microsoft
0: did very well at ending their conference with it. Um, I. I think. I also thought it was super interesting that they didn't show any at all. Like they showed not all, like they didn't show the gameplay. Of that mm. huge trailer. They saved that for a yeah, day yeah. later. It's uh, Microsoft was a bit of an odd conference. Anthem is coming out on the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. In fall 2018. Oh so still a, quite a way away. Yeah.
1: Okay. Anyway, anyway, I'm actually going to pick something from Sony's conference whilst you're looking for that information. And mm-hmm. I'm not really one for remasters. I'm I I'm kind of not one to. Oh fuck yeah! yeah I know what you're talking about. I, I'm not really one. to. I,
0: I've actually been meaning to replay that because I have the, and the original. Nice. In this house.
1: I'm, I'm not one to go back. So to I'm games. going to. I, you know, I, I if I played through, I'll play through again this generation possibly uh, you know i'm currently playing the witcher 3 again um but once yeah. once we've we've jumped to console cycle i'm not one for going back uh, and i haven't returned to shadow of the colossus
0: oh is that the one you're talking about oh, oh i totally didn't
1: jesus a suit like that first scene you just think no no it can't be and then you just oh it was just perfect perfect it's exactly sort of, you know, with with my, with Sony showing off a lot of the same games that they showed last year, you know, they gave a lot more information. They actually showed some playable bits from things like Spider-Man and, and stuff, and, which, which, very, which looks very good. Uh, but to return to, you know, something like Shadow of the Colossus, which I think when I was a kid was quite a big game for me, just so well made and, and mechanically fantastic that I kind oh, of just think this is, this is the perfect game to remaster, especially with uh, you know the Last Guardian not doing quite as well. That you've got to think that maybe this has been sort of you know being remastered for a little while, but it's being done by Blue Point. It's not Team
0: ICO. I have to stop you there. What really excites me is it's not being remastered. It's a re. It's a, a it's rebuild. Re- yes. Made. Yes. So, so the actual engine's different different, cetera, Which, um. As, I mean, it, from the trailer, it looks like the standard gameplay elements are there. So I can only imagine it'll just be a little more fluid. Which that game was also amazingly not fluid as, as it is. But I'm actually kind—I'm of, usually not cool about remasters. Like, but I'm actually quite excited to see what sort of more new technology and sort of knowing gaming are due to mm. that game because it was such a cool, definitely man, definitely fluid, excellent. I think game.
1: It, it's one of those that you kind of you—you you know, when when it released, I think is there sixteen Colossi and actually more, many more were designed. They just didn't have the time, they didn't have the ability to uh, you know, the the tech to, to extend that game and, and put more in. And if they just even if they just came out with one more and just, just tagged sort of one oh, more sort of bonus colossi in. I think that's that's exactly kind of what you want from uh, the the remake of that game. You want it to flow, you want it to be as isolated and desolate yet yeah, as beautiful as the original was in in sort of current graphics as epic on a, on on scale as it is and but then to add that tiny just that little bit more in you think you finished because you know you finished oh yeah you hit the climax you know that that is the end of the game but it's not there's just that little bit extra just to just to tease you
0: yeah that for sure was the highlight of of the Sony uh, E3 for mm. me as well um. Also because things like, like, the horse was a little cumbersome at yep. times, I remember playing. Last time I played that through. And so we know that it's going to be, like, we people know how horses work a little better on video <laughs> games and, and new engines are a little better. So, like, shit like that, which really didn't bother me at the time, but I know we'll just make it that Definitely. much more fluid and immersive experience. Super exciting. Good. Let's finish it there. We're going to save the rest of our
1: E3 chats. Uh, you know, all of the other conferences for next week for when Lucy joins
0: us, essentially. Yeah, I know she's really excited. <laughs> Yay. I it
1: um, out of the two beers, I know you've only cracked one very recently, but out of the two that you've had, you had the running club and then the kin. Uh, the name is, yeah.
0: gone. it says Yellen, it Yellefred, Shellefred, Shilfred. Yep, uh, I don't know I, I why. My... Which do you prefer? The, the one we can't say. <laughs> the, Norse, the Norse beer. It's uh, so not that it can't be named in the sense of you shouldn't. It's like I literally can't. Yep. Um, it, um, yeah, it, it, there's a little more, just more taste mm. going on. Uh, also, um, the dryness that it leaves you with is really well done. So I don't like when my mouth is super dry. It's like, well, I'm having more beer right away because you feel yeah. parched. Uh, this is just enough where it's like, there's still lingering tastes. I'm enjoying it. And also, I'm going to have another sip. So like the pace I've been drinking this is probably two times as much as as the last one, and it, the McKellar was good, but um, it was it was a good pale ale, but like if you put it in a lineup of pale ales, it would be a like a quintessential prototypical pale ale. There's nothing, int- no no nuance, nothing extra going on, which is fine because I'd rather that than like a bad pale ale. Mm. Not only really slam it, but it just. It didn't bring much more than being a solid pale ale to the table. Well, this has got more things going on. Again, that, that sort of roasted barley, that that slight coffee. I haven't quite experienced this melding of the flavors. Um, and I think that dryness and then the carbonation really does give it this bit of an effervescent feel, even though it's not a super carbonated beer and it's quite dark. So I kind of like that nice, as well. Man, nice. I, I mean, I'm going to pick the, um, the above the clouds for sort of similar reasons. The... the,
1: the... Lost and Grounded, Saison on very nice Saison. I, I enjoy uh, I enjoy a good Saison, but it doesn't do much more than that. Whereas uh, the electric bear above the clouds, it, it, it gives you a lot from the, the four to the, the, the final sort of you know dryness that it gives you. It works through those flavours very well and, and just leave, does leave you with that kind of, you know, the, the word dank that they use does sort of come into it. Right. In terms of flavor, I always sort of associate. What was the
0: qualifier on dank? I can't remember. They said it was a gentle, like light a dank.
1: I always associate gentle. dank more with the the nose, with it kind of having that weedy sort of uh, that, that right. smell. Skunky. But you kind of get that that maybe it's it's dry, but in kind of like a sticky wetness almost, and <laughs> it, it worked weed in a sticky yeah, sort yeah. of way. And it worked, but it works through that really, really well. You know, you have that tangerine sort of flavor it goes through uh, a little bit of this, a little sticky kind of dank, and into that pineapple, which which comes through in a nice business. And it's, it's very well made. And those flavours flow through really well. Um, but again, as a dry beer, I've absolutely smashed it back. I mean, both of my beers have only been little, 330 mils, and the electric beer in a can, the Saison, yeah. Davon in a bottle. Um, but a, a very good beer, electric bear above the clouds, very, very good. I rate it highly. Excellent. Good. So they've been our beers for the week. They've been our games for the week. And our our first thoughts on E three. You'll get more of those over the coming weeks, I'm sure, as we stretch it out and discuss it for, you know, all it's worth. Milk it. Milk the biggest conference of games.
0: Oh, you mean milk stouted?
1: If people want to get hold of you, dude. How do they do so? I am at the Omniarch on all of the things. Nice. I'm at Nova underscore forty seven on Twitter. And on the consoles, uh, we are at up underscore cast on Twitter. We are tankedupcast at com. If you want to send us some feedback, send us it either through Twitter or as an email. We also have a Facebook page. We've been posting a few things today. Mm-hmm. We've also got a YouTube page. We haven't posted anything to there for ages. Months, so, I think. Months, which we may, In fact, we may fold. We I mean, we've, we've talked yeah, about it before, we talked about phone. folding it into the Outer Lives Facebook, uh, sorry, not Facebook, uh, YouTube page before. But we may actually do it, so it's one less thing for either of us to have to worry about. <laughs> um, of course, we are
0: part. <laughs> well, no, we still have to update our content on yeah, the that thing,
1: but at least it won't be a, a barren uh, Facebook, desert Facebook, of a channel. You, yeah, Facebook, so let's fold the YouTube page. Anyway, we are part of the Outer Lives Network. You can go there and look at all the articles, listen to all of the other podcasts. I actually wrote a small piece on the uh, my second experience with Witcher 3, uh, the choices that I've made, which published last week. Very much appreciate it if you went and had a look. And then talk to me
0: about The Witcher 3, one of the best games ever made.
1: Mm, possibly better than Shadow of the Colossus.
0: Oh, uh, I've never played The Witcher 3, so I can't mm, comment. i going out on a limb. The Witcher 3 is oh, better man, than Shadow I of the, thought the Colossus. About, you know, Whether I mean, it's better than Shadow it of the Colossus like Remake. a lot going knows, on, right? you
1: know, We shall see. Hopefully that's very early next year.
0: Anyway, anyway, you're looking at me like I'm supposed to think. But you're the one who always for another week we've been for another week we have been tanked up. Goodbye. Ciao. Oh dear. Oh, um, Anthem is coming out on the PS, Xbox One, and the plate. That's not what I wanted to say. (laughs) That'd be amazing. Not even the Vita. No.